Big news over the weekend following a not-so-good showing in Iowa. Ron DeSantis, the candidate and also governor of Florida, is done, is out. We go now to national correspondent Rory O'Neill. And Rory O'Neill, uh, he was quick to praise President, former President Trump uh, following his exit from the race. Uh, He was. Uh, It was a brief video message recorded and posted on X. Don't forget, he started his campaign officially on X, and apparently that's where it ended as well. Uh, But in that message, he said that he would follow through on his pledge to support whoever wins the Republican nomination. And he endorsed former President Trump as being uh, better than the incumbent. So uh, not a rousing endorsement, but There it was, officially anyway. We'll see if the two have any joint appearances coming up. Could there be thoughts that that he might be in the mix for VP choice of the eventual, um, assuming it's not Nikki Haley, of the eventual nominee for the Republicans? I just don't know if he has that personality. You know, I mean, it takes a certain kind of person to be the number two. Look, he may look at this and say, I'm going to be the number two, knowing that this is a one-term president. I'm 45 years old, and this is going to be the best launching pad for me to start my own candidate campaign again, essentially two years as vice president, and then off he goes. That's a real possibility. He's got two more years as Florida's governor. That's also an option as well. But there are lots of names in the mix. Uh, Elise Stefanik, the New York Congresswoman, J.D. Vance, the senator from Ohio, Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, also kicked around a lot are names like uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the former Trump spokeswoman, is now the governor of Arkansas. Also, Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota. But they don't really bring a whole lot to the electoral college map. You know, Ron DeSantis would lock down Florida. Trump is probably already going to win Florida. But having a lockdown in Florida, that would be pretty good, too. So, yeah, pluses and minuses to a lot of these. Mm. Uh, in the meantime, uh, some would say that ha- how people vote in both primaries and come the general election might depend on how they feel about the economy. You've got some interesting information about that. Yeah, we saw a story in the Wall Street Journal looking at a series of data points showing that Americans are feeling or starting to, maybe I should emphasize that, starting to feel a bit better about the economy. Maybe it's optimism for the new year. Maybe it really is the fact that uh, wage growth is finally outpacing inflation, meaning that the average income is going up more than the average cost of goods. We saw consumer sentiment went up 29% in November and December. That's the biggest two-month increase since 1991. So that's significant. The S&P 500 just hit a record. We've got mortgage rates coming down from 8%, now closer to 6.5, and promises that overall interest rates will start to drop uh, later this year as well. So maybe people are feeling a little bit better about their economic conditions uh, heading into an important year. Yeah, maybe. Uh, You know, I I think it also depends on where the price of gas is in your area. And I mean, we're seeing gas prices sometimes reach into the $2 range here in Colorado, uh, southern Colorado. Chicken prices finally came back down Mm -hmm. after the bird flu and that's getting better. Still, the grocery prices are awfully high for a lot of folks. I think drive through sticker shock is still out there when, you know, the combo meal is like, $8.50, $9 for a combo. I think that still stuck with a lot of people, but uh, we'll see.
I know. When uh, going through a drive-thru for a burger and fries is costing uh, close to $15, that seems maybe a little unreasonable. I need a mortgage application for the drive-thru, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Rory O'Neill, always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thanks, Shannon.